Hello and welcome to livealittlehigher.com. We continue learning Hovos Halevavos, Duties of the Heart, the book of Rabbi Ba'ia Ibn Pakuda, and we're in the fifth chapter of Wholehearted Devotion to All Acts. So we've been uh, learning these weeks how the Yetzer Hara, the evil inclination, really is very shrewd and how it talks to us and tries to convince us to go in a certain direction. And, um, and uh, Rabbi Pakuda here uh, gives us many examples of how the Yetzer Hara tries to get to you and how to answer it. It gives you the, the antidote to be able to withstand the Yetzer Hara and to be able to come out victorious. So he says that he will continue to bother you and then he will try to fill your heart with worry and keep you constantly depressed so that you regret the good you have done in the past. And in this way, the evil inclination hopes to deprive you of the reward for it can make it the good you have done unacceptable to the Creator. So one of the things is that depression, depression of when a person lives his, ha his life not happy, it, it's a problem. Uh, the biggest mitzvah of all is to serve Hashem with joy, is to be in this world and do for Hashem with, with alacrity, with happiness. And here the, the, the evil inclination is trying to bring doubts to you. Uh, it's trying to make you not feel good with yourself. Like if you're successful with something, he'll, look, he'll make you feel like you, you did something wrong to get there. He, he's always trying to get you to not feel good about yourself. So it says here, if you com commit a sin, the evil inclination will try to fill your heart with joy and delight in what you have done so that you are encouraged in it and eager to repeat it. So everybody can justify every sin under the, every sin under the sun. Everything has a justification. Like you can justify everything. Well, I stole the store because I was hungry and I had no money. And you know what? That person that has that store, he has insurance and the insurance will pay him and whatever, whatever, whatever. But I need the food. You can justify everything, but stealing is stealing. It's not going to take it away, no matter what the circumstances. So if, if you become aware of the evil inclinations, deceitful tricks and alert to its various snares, you can be wary of them and with God's help be safe from them. So one of the most important uh, things that a person needs to, to work on is awareness. Awareness is a key word in your life. You, you cannot go through life sleepwalking. You have to be aware. I remember many years ago, I went to take a course with a policeman in uh, Aventura, Florida. He was teaching us uh, of how to be to to prevent to to prevent that someone would come to us and steal from us or or attack us or do anything wrong to us it was uh, given to a group of women and he says in these days like this was like 15 years ago where we didn't go around with the with the with the with the iphone so much uh, we were not so distracted in those days but anyways people are always distracted so he says the problem is that people are distracted they're not aware of their surroundings like if you're walking in the mall stop one moment in front of a window and look at the reflection behind you and always look if there's someone standing behind you 
I'm a Colombian and I grew up in Colombia in the times of, um, of, of, of terrorism, of kidnapping. So I always was looking back. I always was looking, everything. I, I grew up with that until today I do it because it's part of my nature. But generally people go around and they're not looking at their surroundings. They're, they're like aloof. They're with their phone, they're texting. I even see it with the moms and the kids in the supermarkets and the kids are running all over the place and the mother's in the phone with somebody and she's not even looking at her kid. We go around the, our lives very not aware. And so Rabbi Pakuda here says, just as in life you have to look at your surroundings when you're coming out of a place, look who's around the parking lot make sure there's no weird people around like be intelligent the same is with the evil inclination be aware of it know that it's there know that it's gonna be there that it's gonna entice you that it's always gonna try to bring you down and uh, the moment that you're aware you are gonna be able to to be um, to be prevented and of, of falling into it you you you're you have a, a capacity to to know before so if you stand up to it in all this and it cannot entice you in the ways we have mentioned it will try to do so through your studies so if you're a person that is aware that you have a, you're always looking at your surroundings you know that the Yetzirah is going to strike you at a certain moment because you know how it works and, and, and it cannot get through you in that way, it's gonna try to get you through your learning. So if it observes in you an eagerness to learn wisdom, wisdom is Torah, and the evil inclination will say to you, so imagine if I wanna sit down with a Torah book and learn, the evil inclination will come and said, should you not be con contented with what suffice for the great ones of your generation? Like, isn't it enough that the elders and the big rabbis are learning Torah, that now you have to also go and faithfully learn it? There's enough people learning. Are you not aware that there is no end or limit to wisdom? The more you learn, the more you know you don't know anything. Like, I, I mesmerize with Rabbi Pakuda. Every time I give you a class, I learn something new. I love this. But the, the Yetzer Hara will say, okay, you're going to finish the work of Rabbi Pakuda. And it's not like you finish learning wisdom. There's more and more and more and more. It's infinite. It's never going to end. Are you not aware that there is no end or limit to it? So set as your goal knowledge of the major principles of faith. So you know what? You can end up learning all day and then you're not doing anything else. You're not enjoying your life. So set for yourself certain amount of study. Don't go beyond that. And then it says, <coughs> and it says, because you want to learn Torah so you can adorn yourself in the eyes of other people. So you're not learning because you want to connect to Hashem and then do the mitzvah of, of learning Torah. You want to learn because you want people to look at you uh, that you are this very high person. Such as, for instance, poetry and... and, and, and so it says that it's better that you learn poetry and grammar, exotic subjects, or learn about the stars and the constellations, and this will, will help you be even 
in a higher place. So it says here, put aside matters of law and debates of the sages concerning them. Do not involve yourself in the study of the principles of logical demonstration or dialectics, the different types of analogies and proofs, the relation between cause and effect, or the connection between the literal meaning and the inner meaning for these subjects are complex and subtle in their meaning. Rely on the bearers of the tradition, even in matters that you could verify on your own, just as you rely on them where you are un unable to do so. So what it's saying is, don't waste your time learning all these things. There's already people who know them. You don't need to learn it. There's already people who are there. Just uh, go and learn other things that are interesting and maybe they're gonna be even more interesting for your friends. So he's trying to get you out of learning Torah. And then it says, if you do not listen to it, but exert and, and strengthen yourself in your studies, it will shoot at you the arrows of envy and your colleagues. If they attain knowledge that you do not possess, you will resent them, try to find faults in them, belittle them and denigrate them as if they had deprived you of the understanding and stolen wisdom that was yours. So what it's saying here is that <clears throat> if you don't listen to the Yetzer Hara, then it's gonna give even more shrewd because you're gonna start learning and then you're gonna start becoming more jealous. He's gonna get into you so you become jealous of people that know more than you. And so you're gonna make them feel that they're in a lower level so you can feel that you're in a higher level. And if you attain knowledge that they do not possess, they will seem small to you. You're gonna become haughty. You're gonna become arrogant in light of your superior understanding and you will despise them for their ignorance and flaunt this before the common people. This is what the Yetzer Hara is telling the person. Like, hi, if you start learning, people are gonna become jealous of you, you're gonna become jealous of people, you're gonna become haughty, right? So you, you get away from it. So you will be so conceited and, and will glory so in your wisdom that you will claim to know that you do not know and will be too proud to learn. And so when you do learn, you will be arrogant and impatient when objections are raised. Increasingly, you will regard yourself as a sage and you will seek honor by ascribing ignorance to your colleagues and adorn yourself by shaming your peers. So this is what the Yetzer Hara is trying to do to a person that's learning. It's trying to get him to become like that. And so when a person learns Torah, he has to be very careful. He do, does have to be very careful because he can become very arrogant. He can be, feel that he knows more than everybody else and nobody else knows as he does and he's better than everybody else. This is a yetzer of a Torah learner. And, and it's a very important thing to know that the, the more you know, the, the more yetzer hara you're gonna get. The more you grow spiritually, the, the yetzer hara grows too. It's not that a person grows spiritually and the yetzer hara becomes small. No, the more you grow spiritually, the bigger the Yetzer Hara will become. The more saintly a person, the more careful he has to be. Because it, it grabs him from other places and they're so subtle, he doesn't even recognize them. So if it does not succeed in, in, in its plan to entice you in regard to knowledge of God and his Torah, he will try to do so in regard to the practice of his service. When you perform an act for the sake of God, the evil inclination will magnify and exalt it in your sight and make you arrogant about it. So it's gonna make you arrogant about the mitzvot you do. Oh, I'm such a good person. I donated to this one and I do, I'm so good, I'm so nice. While in the eyes of God, they may be better than you. 
So if among your colleagues there is one who is more advanced than you in the service of God, whose deeds are better than yours and your endeavors to draw closer to God more than you do, the evil inclination will try to incite you against that person and he will say to you, so if you see a person that is more knowledgeable than you, that it learns more than you, that has that's more of a mensch than you, then it's gonna the Yetzer Hara is gonna make you go against that person. You're gonna start looking at every flaw that person has in your eyes. He's gonna be like a nobody. And so any manifestation of diligence in God's service on the part of someone beside you underscores your own deficiency. Were it not for that individual, you would appear to both men and God more righteous than any of your contemporaries, incite against him, envy and hate him. Look, Rabbi Pakura is talking here about the Torah scholar. And this is a from Yetzer Hara, what he's talking about. It's a religious Yetzer Hara. He knows how to get you. But in reality, this applies to everybody at every situation. You see it in the workplace, you see it in college campuses, you see it in school. You see when people have people that are better than them or are more learned than them, they're always trying to belittle them. In, in, the, in the workspace, they treat them horrible because they're scared they're going to lose their job too. So the, the Rabbi Pakuda finishes off saying, Answer the Yetzer Hara in this way. And this is the answer to this. How shall I despise one whom God loves? How can, I, how can I not love a person that Hashem loves? A person that is trying to learn, a person that's trying to grow up, a person that is kind and good and is about Hesed and about Sedaka. How can I, how can I despise someone that, that Hashem loves? This, this part one whom the Creator praises. If I'm too lazy to fulfill God's service, as He does, should I also hate He who fulfilled it? Like, if I'm not as good as Him, why, why do I have to hate Him? He is who He is. I have to look at myself. I have to be worried with me, not with Him. And that is no way to repay the Creator. May He be exalted for what I owe Him. Rather, it is my duty for love of Him to love those who love Him. I have to love the, the, the ones that love Hashem. This is the answer. And if a person is very good in his job, you know what? He does well his job. If he's a good worker, yeah, I have to love him too. You know? So out of honor for him, to honor those who honor him, as it is written, he honors those who revere God. So this is, uh, this is uh, today's learning. In, um, in a summary is that the Yetzer Hara is cunning, he's going to try to get you from any side, in any way, but there's always an answer. And the answer is, is, is that Hashem loves that person, how can I not love them too? And that's as simple as that, and in that way you disarm it, and then he'll look for another way to get into you. So we'll see it next week. So remember, live a little higher. Thank you.